Hi everybody, I'm Peter Travers and this is Popcorn where we tell you what's happening at the movie. But this movie, it's called The 13th. It's a documentary directed by my friend here, Ava DuVernay. And I don't know what to say. I saw it and I, my hands couldn't stop shaking. Mm. I did not see this kind of thing a lot. Mm -hmm. um, you keep breaking records all the time, mm. but this one really is a movie that will get inside of you. It will shake you up. And it's a movie that matters. So it's just great to have you here again. Last I'm time you were here back. for Selma. I was. You're just constantly doing stuff. I'm trying to stay working, but last time I was here, the popcorn wasn't was as stale. fresh as it is it right stale. now. Okay, just bring me just, down. Just take Forget one. Forget it. Mm. Forget all those good things I said about the <laughs> 13th. No. <laughs> but no. No, I, I, um, I so appreciate you, you watching it and coming out with that. I hope that's what people get from it. Um, I hope people are just confronted by our own, our own preconceived notions, our own misconceptions, our own assumptions. We all make them whatever color we are. And this is about just interrogating the things that we hold to be true. Who we think the criminal is, what we think prison is, what we think is really going on in there. We're not thinking about it at all. Which is a, a, what a lot of people do. I think we don't think about it. Yeah, I don't think people think about it. And I think, I mean, I want you to explain it, but to me, just watching it and hearing, because you say, well, the 13th Amendment, what was that one? Yeah. Oh, it's the one that abolishes slavery. Right. That says, no, everyone is free in this country, unless, loophole, loophole you're a criminal. Unless you're a criminal. So the amendment is beautifully written. It says that slavery will be abolished in the land, but there's a criminality clause, a little exception, a loophole that says... Slavery is abolished except as punishment for a crime, which means if you're a criminal, slavery is not abolished, mm -hmm. you know, if you need to use it as punishment for a crime. Mm -hmm. That's really what the document says. And it has been exploited and has been used over the decades, over the centuries. And that's what we track on the 13th. But what's happening in this is that, yes, it looks like, well, we've abolished slavery, yeah. but it's happening. And you deal with it through what you call the prison industrial complex. Yeah, yeah. We break down this idea of the prison industrial complex, which is a, a term that's widely used in, in, um, in social justice circles and, and, um, and, you know, in historical circles about the fact that prison is really an industry and that there's a whole system, a complex system around that. Um, that there are multinational co corporations making billions of dollars off of that, you know, human being, that American citizen in the prison. Uh, prison labor, a lot of the prison services that are needed to keep a prison running are privatized and have exclusive contracts. And it's really a business that, um, as we show it in the film, you come out of the film and you think, how will this ever change? Um, but change is possible, and part of it is through knowledge. And I just think this is all in the dark. People don't even know about it. It's like a, a secret that we're telling. And, uh, and the hope is that once you know the secret that you'll you know, be able to do something about it. It is a secret, but it's not. You know, mm -hmm. it's right out there and That's we're right. not paying any attention yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, it's the invisible elephant in the room, really. Yeah, I mean, we all, yeah, yeah, we know it's well, problematic. it's great to have these people uh, work, you know. Look, it gives them something to do. Right. Instead, right, right. we're exploiting that work. It might as well be the plantations That's again. Right. right, you're exploiting that work and you're also feeding a system that is just a real violent system in terms of what our country does with imprisonment in contrast to what other countries around the world do. I mean, it's inhumane. It's a real violent place. We think nothing about reform or having better people come out than how they went in. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's... Well, why it's, would we? It's working. Right. You know, right, right. that's well, it. It's, it looks broken to people who are forward thinking, but people who are benefit, 
benefiting from it, it's just right. And so that's what will be hard to change. You begin the movie with a, uh, an Obama quote, mm -hmm. you know, that basically says where we here in America are 5% of the population, but we have 25% of the prisons mm -hmm. in this world. Yeah. Other countries are just getting along without this kind of a that's system. That's right. That's right. It's a startling uh, statistics. It's true. It should be a national embarrassment. Um, I hope it will be once we all uh, know about it. And for us to be the land of the free and for us to have so many of our fellow citizens locked up under laws that are now non-existent. I mean, there are people there under laws that have been long reversed or sentences that have been reduced, yet they're not retroactive. Uh, you know, a large percent, over 90 percent of black people who are imprisoned have taken plea bargains. They've never seen a trial. A lot of startling statistics in there that I just don't think enough people know about. And so that's really, and as you watch it, you know, I understand how it is watching a historical documentary. I really don't feel like it's that. I mean, we, 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 we try to bring you through and brush you through history. You do. That's in an a way. interesting word. Good. Because it goes by, you yeah. know, like a super jet. Good. It's like, a, and you're hearing this and you want to say, wait a minute, that's happening? Right. Which almost forces you to go back after it's over I, it's and a, say, that's exactly what the point. is this? That's exactly the point. And it's also to, um, to keep you a little bit off balance. You know, uh, to to make you a little bit uncomfortable. A little uh, bit. Good, good. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. and to and to really put you in a place of this is a fast moving, you know, deeply layered, you know, very very uh, intricate, complex. Like I want you to feel a bit confused as to where you are because it's a confusing issue. You come out with a general understanding, but I hope also a curiosity to know more. What was the impetus for you? Because, yes, you studied you black studies when you were in college. Mm -hmm. I remember talking about that yeah. to you. But what made you say, I've got to do this one? You know, after Selma, I was approached by Netflix asking me, what would you, if, if you could do a doc on anything, what would it be? And I, this, this issue has always been important to me. I made a film before someone called Middle of Nowhere. It was mm -hmm. about a woman who's struggling with her husband in prison and what it does to families. So it's always been something that's been in my mind. I think it's just because I grew up around it. I grew up in Compton, California, and it was just a very robust police presence. Um, you know, knowing people who were incarcerated or formerly incarcerated was a common thing. And, uh, and so it was always on my mind as an experience. When I went to college and majored in African-American studies, I was able to give that experience historical context and that became a very powerful thing to me that I always investigated and read about and stayed on top of the latest news. Things like the prisoner strike that's happening right now. That's the kind of thing that I really always um, stayed on top of as, uh, as far as news was concerned. So when I got the opportunity to make something with the support of Netflix and their deep pockets and their generous spirits, I, yeah. I chose this. It, we see violence against African-Americans through this movie. Yeah. There's a, a part toward the end of the movie where you are using Donald Trump's bring back the good old days. Mm -hmm. That just, mm. that, that one, I just went like this. Yeah, oh. right. And right. we're seeing these scenes of intense violence. Right. You know? Get that right. guy out of here. Right. In the old days, in right. the good old days, we wouldn't tolerate this. We would just get these people gone. I know. So I hope this also works as a fabulous election uh, time. Well, movie yes, as well. I think I, I, our hope was to get it out before um, before people make their choices and cast their vote. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's not saying vote for one or an, or another. It's saying know these issues, demand answers of your candidates. And um, both of our candidates played a part in this in terms of their public views on it. You know, Mrs. Clinton in the time of belief in super predators to Trump kind of constant uh, vitriol 
against communities of color. And so um, I don't think they're evenly matched. I think, you know, Trump's, um, you know, really done damage and will continue to do damage. And he, he's a part of this really, really challenging legacy that we have to face. How long did you work on this? Two years. Two years, we didn't announce the movie. So there was no I know, article it just in the came trade. out of nowhere. Yeah, it came out of nowhere as the opening of New York Film Festival. Uh, the and first that announcement. Time first that time. a documentary has ever opened the New York Film Festival. Yeah. That's shocking enough. 54 to me. years yeah, history. Yeah. Because it's all about what independent cinema yeah, is. Yeah, and But it's always favorite narrative. And I think, you know, we're in a, and I feel we're in a, in a documentary renaissance. It really is. Mm -hmm. You know, folks uh, outside of, you know, cinephiles, like it's, I mean, really. Mm -hmm embracing the doc form in a way that they hadn't before. So it's exciting and uh, and yeah, so maybe that that's why. But the first year is this year and it's 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 exciting. Maybe it'll happen again. Maybe. You know? I think it's it's cool. It's documentarians are telling me we didn't even know it was possible to be the opening night of New York Film Festival. So mm -hmm. I'm glad it now is. When you finished it and you looked at it and edited it and put it together, did you did you want people to leave thinking and saying? I just want them to feel something about this topic. You know what I mean? Like really deeply feel and understand when you see the Black Lives Matter protest, right? You see that on TV or you see it on your Twitter feed. Now you have some context for where that's coming from, where that discontent, where that dissent is coming from, right? It's not just an isolated thing that feels distant from you. And, if, and for the black community to feel uh, the full legacy of this and to really understand that it goes beyond this present moment. Because if we all understand where we are, it's the first step to making any change. And so I, I, don't, I don't think that this you know, is going to do anything in terms of immediate legislation or, or anything along those lines. I feel like it would be monumental if it created a shift in our society about the way that we think about this issue. Just think about it. Well, you brought up middle of nowhere. Mm. I mean, it's again, it's a woman dealing with a husband who is part of yes. the prison system. It always, it always floors me that you even know that film. How can you say that? Because you're a no. legend. But, well, no, that yeah, film I'm was this big. Big, yeah. It was, it was like big? four at people Sundance. saw it and one of them was you. I, yeah, I saw it and so did everybody at Sundance <laughs> right. that year who that's gave true. you the Best Director that's Award true. for doing that's it. True. I think you're way too modest that's about true. I the I forget, impact. but it was a very small film. I distributed that film myself. Oh. You know, and you did a good job of yeah, it. Yeah, I yeah. think that you have to carry them on your okay. shoulders and say this is what it is. This is what it is. But you, you have been breaking so many records mm. as an African-American woman, but I think that's such a limiting category. Mm. I mean, it's great that it happened. Mm. It's great that Selma is nominated as Best Picture, you know, mm -hmm. that you get that, even mm. though you know how many other nominations I would have given it. <laughs> but I'm not a member of the Academy mm -hmm. to do that. Yeah. Now you've got Queen Sugar. I know. You got that. I know. And you're also now going to be, and this is going to happen, oh, she's the first black woman that is now directing a $100 million movie for Disney mm -hmm. called The Wrinkle in Time. Mm -hmm. Aren't you tired of just breaking all these <laughs> records? Do you wake up in the morning and say, what record can I break today? <laughs> no. No. Just moving through life <laughs> yeah, and, and lovely it. things happening. And, and every time I hear one of those things, I think about all of the really, really brilliant women who came before me who could have easily been the one to break it. It just wasn't available to them. It wasn't the time. They were bef they were ahead of their time. How did you bust so, through? You know, it was it, it was it, it wasn't anything specific to me. I really don't believe that. I just believe it was. I came along at a time where people were ready to do it. I truly believe that. I'm no different than Julie Dash or Azun Palsy or Nima Barnett or you know Gina Prince Bythewood or any of these you know uh, Casey Lemons. These mm -hmm. are brilliant, brilliant women. You know, and uh, so it's it's just the times. 
when you think back to the beginning of you starting and doing this, how different is it now? I mean, you know what we went through uh, last year with Oscar So White. Mm. This was it. What were you feeling? Was it uh, were you? You know, I'll be honest with you. I feel very detached from it all. Really? I don't know. Yeah, it, it's not. It's not a personal thing to me. It doesn't feel. Um, I think it's you know I think it's fine and 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 lovely that people feel strongly about that but for whatever reason it just doesn't I don't know it doesn't get my blood up. Well, maybe this year it will just be because it's Oscar Soeva. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we'll just no. If this movie, if Thirteenth <laughs> doesn't win the Oscar as best documentary, I will eat every one of those kernels <laughs> what? of popcorn. That's it. No, it has to because again it's not that it comes out and works. It comes out at a point in time mm. where it needs to be there. Mm. I don't know if you could have figured that out. Maybe you could have made this four years ago. I no. don't know. No, no. But it it's just feels like it belongs right at this yeah. moment. Yeah, I think it, 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 it is for now. And, and, um, and I'm just fortunate that the challenge is I'm fortunate that we were able to make it for this time. The unfortunate thing is that even when I have a, a list of... Um, of black men who'd been murdered in the, over the summer. Um, by the time I locked the picture, uh, within two days, there were two more very, very public cases that should have been added to the list. And so the sad thing is this film will, will never be fully updated because it's constant. Um, the hope is just that we can really interrogate this present moment and figure out, can we change the next moment? Mm -hmm. It's such an emotional movie in that way. And I'm thinking of you in the editing room when very you're looking rough. at it. Uh, you know, often repetition just dulls what no. we're looking at, but no. this doesn't seem no. possible. Cried a lot. Is there like a, a segment of this movie, especially for you, that gets you every time? Yeah, there's a, seg se a segment that we called in the editing room with my editor, Spencer Averick, and I, we called it Man with the Hat. Uh, it's a very dignified man, and it's, you hear Dr. King's voice talking about dignity. Mm -hmm. And you see this man in the 60s, black and white footage, in a suit, and uh, an angry white mob uh, continues to knock the hat off his head as he's trying to just walk across the street. Uh, it's very kind of a personal violation of his space, but also he's in harm's way. Mm -hmm. That man eventually died um, from injuries that he sustained during that, that time. And, uh, and so whenever I see that footage, I, you know, sometimes in the editing room, usually it came to be a part in the editing room where my friend and editor would just fast forward past that. Because he knew I couldn't watch it. Um, yeah, it was it was tough uh, looking at all, you know hundreds of hours of this footage, trying to figure out what's too much for the audience, what's just enough, where do we need to push more. Um, but it was worth it. So when you do something like this that hits, is doing something like Wrinkle in Time, an escape from that? Is it a chance for you to say, okay, I'm. Yeah. But how do you ever do? Right. In a hundred million dollar movie. Right. Yeah. Right. It doesn't feel like a, um, it's, 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 it's a breath of fresh air because mm -hmm. it's a completely different kind of story. But what I is hold, A Wrinkle in Time for those that don't know? It's, it's a, a, a classic book, a 1963 classic mm -hmm. book. It's a thriller, uh, a sci-fi thriller that includes time travel and uh, a, a beautiful little girl named Meg Murray at the center. She travels through the universe in search of her father and in doing so she finds herself. I mean, I think that's always a great topic, but I wanted, I, you're saying it and I want to ask you, if you could travel back in time, where would you plot? Peter Travers, these where are the questions would you, you get. These are the questions you get. <laughs> where would you go? If I could travel back in time? Yeah. 
Hmm, I'd probably go to, uh, I don't know, to Egypt, the time of the pyramids, and I want to see the pharaohs and the queens of that time. I mean, it's such intelligence, such, you know, advancement at a time when we don't think of them as being as knowledgeable as they were. And then just, just great clothes, too. The I just clothes. wear, can it's you see me? The, with I the... can now. I see, I'm, I'm getting it all. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely see it. Yes. It's all about the clothes yes. and going back. The thing about your career is that you can travel back in time and that, get paid isn't for that fun? it. Yeah, it's I just sure like, can. okay. And the forward next in one time. is back in that. That's and right. Back in, well, we don't know where you'd go forward because yeah. it'd be nice to know how this is all working out to do it. Yeah. What do you do for, for fun? What is that timing? You told me before you had maybe 22 minutes today where you didn't have to do anything. It was right. your personal time. Right, yeah. right, yeah. Whole when you have it, are you I don't have a lot jumping? of it these days. Yeah, what are you doing? I don't have a lot of personal time these days, but I enjoy my work so much that I, I just find so much joy in what I'm doing. I wanted to do this for so long. Now I get to do it, so there's no complaints. Do I have time to kind of get the massage and hang out with friends as much as I used to? No, mm -hmm. but uh, I'd rather, at this moment, I'd rather be doing what I'm doing. I'm really happy. Every time I've ever seen you, uh -huh. there's no bitterness, huh. there's no cynicism, mm. which is in the industry and in the world that you come from, mm -hmm. a lot of people would That's mm. what, when you see this movie, you may feel anger. Yes. You will feel anger. And, I think and a good. kind of righteous indignation mm -hmm. against what it is. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't say it's hopeless, does it? No, I don't believe that. I don't believe that it's hopeless. As long as we're here, there's hope. You know, I believe in people. I believe in the good of people. And uh, I hope that... Uh, forward-thinking people see this and want to do good. Well, so I, I see that you know how we end in song constantly. Okay. Well, you remember, you I and remember. David Oyola Listen, did David, some kind of amazing thing. I know. You know there's a, a gif of that on Twitter. There's a little, you know, people, I think we did some kind of dance. You did. You did. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, I'm yeah. not asking for dancing yeah. now, but, you no. know, there might just be something in your head now that's a song of how you're feeling, the little bit of that hope that's in mm -hmm. it. Probably Marvin Gaye, what's going on, you know? I feel like that song is just really, you know, asking a lot of the questions that I ask in the doc, and, uh, and hopefully, you know, people, people challenge themselves to come up with some answers. Well, just give us a couple of those lyrics. Father, father, right? That's or mother, there's far too many of you dying. Brother, 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 am I wrong? doesn't matter. Something. There's no You wrong. got to find a way to bring some love in here today. Oh, something, something, sister. And something, 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 something. <laughs> And you'll find a way. And you'll find a way. And you people will on. find a way to see 13th. 13th. You do it. You get there. You Ava, got me to sing. It is, you know, I wasn't going to let you go. <laughs> I don't care how many openings you have. And I, I don't really care. How I many garlands you. of roses will be thrown at you when you're here? You're get what you it want. all has to come down <laughs> <laughs> to that in the end. I understand. So I I love you dearly, and Thank I you. wish you nothing but the best I in everything you do. You. Yeah, it's Thank great. You. Thank, Thank you. you.
Okay, that wraps up another edition of the Popcorn with Peter Travers podcast. If you liked it, be sure to subscribe and rate us. You can also find Popcorn on Twitter and Facebook at Popcorn ABC News. I also want to thank the people who helped produce this podcast. Angela Williams, Brian Fudge, Josh Cohen, David Fazekas, David Miller, Michael Rothman, Alexa Valiente, and the head of ABC News Digital, Dan Silver. I'll talk to you next Friday.